This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease hey everyone it's ted from consumer cellular the guy in the orange sweater and this is your wake-up call if you're paying too much for wireless service you don't have to keep having that nightmare consumer cellular has the same fast reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost so why keep spending more than you have to seriously wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Yeah, it'll change you more than you think you're going to change the people there. Boom. Exactly. up everybody welcome back to the podcast episode 207 got my boy bernie with me today hey can i just say i love the new vibe of the podcast new setup you like it i feel like i talk a lot quieter and slower though because it's just like super chill i got a comfy chair yeah if anyone's watching right now it's it might it looks light see if you look at the screen right there it looks light yeah but it's actually pretty dark in the room yeah (laughs) <laughs> but it's good because it's we, good. we answer your questions we walk through whatever you got going on could be about any subject email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com that's what we do especially if you want to talk about trail running that's like bernie's main thing right now in life yeah trail runs yeah. How, how when's the last time you did a trail run um a couple days ago how long yeah how far? I, did, I did some hills on the road this morning but a couple days ago during the week, um, I'm usually just hitting, I don't know, four or five miles. And then on the weekends, I'll do like a long trail run. Get lost mm. in the woods. Okay. Highly recommend it to anybody out there. No no music, no, no podcast. No, no music, no yeah. nothing. Yeah. You got to take water. But, um, oh, man, last week. you Guys, I'm just – I'm – I'm not like super churchy. I don't use a lot of language. It's like, uh, I don't like to over-spiritualize things. But if you want to hear the voice of God, you have to put yourself in the places that he speaks. And one of those places for me is nature Mm -hmm. and just by myself. 
for an unhurried extended amount of time. And so that was the draw to trail run in the first place. But last week, man, it was like he was walking right next to me. I was like, what about this? He's like, yeah, this. It's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And what about this? And Oh, man, it's just great. So you keep a journal or anything from that? Oh, for sure. 100%. You got trail run thoughts by Bernie? Um, I don't have specific like trail run journal. But I have like a journal of, hey, this run, here's, you know, um, what I was thinking about. Here's what I felt like God was, um, you know, speaking to me. Uh, This specific trail run, I was really honed in on and praying through like the vision for the companies that we own, Um, kind of casting this vision for the next seven years, which is a long time. But I feel like we're in a very much a transition uh, or not a transition, but a the the ending of one i mean very similar to you man like i feel like our lives do parallel a lot of ways but there's like this new chapter that's starting and so like as that's beginning i want to make sure for my team that i am like casting a vision for them of like hey here's here are the goals here are the the values here's the aim that we have and i want to make sure that if i'm giving that to people that it's coming from mm. uh from him so that run was very specific to, all right, God, we're going to go talk about this and I pray for a revelation of some kind. And it's just, it's, um, it's un, undistracted time is, is what you're getting at. It's not necessarily running, not necessarily in the woods or on a trail. You, you could, you could have it, um, in, anywhere in any city. It's just the undistractedness. That's right. That you're looking for. I mean, Psalm 1, like, he meditates on it day and night. Mm. Meditate, like, that word means to ponder. So these things that we're hearing from God's word, the things that are in front of us in life, like, just to, like, have, it could look a hundred different ways, but are we taking the time just to, like, ponder, like, not just think about it and then go on to the next thing and, like, our, you know, our minds tend to do, but, like, man, I'm just going to, like, stay here. I'm going to think about that. I'm going to think about that, that verse and what that means. And I'm just going to like really ponder and meditate on that. So good. Till it hurts. I'm excited for someone to comment on the podcast or or tell me in some form or maybe email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com and say, man, I started trail running like Bernie and it's working for me. Yeah. If anybody ever wants to go trail running and they're in Austin, I don't know how you hit me up. Like, Okay. Not on social media, but you'll find me somehow. Trail runners always find each other. Okay, good. Find, find me, let's do it. And maybe we'll get Granger out there one day. Maybe. <laughs> Quickly change the subject to the subject line of the next question here. Podcast question, Christians who act like narcissists is what's going to kick off the podcast today. It says, hey, Granger, I'd like to stay anonymous. There's a person in my life who claims to be a Christian. Parentheses, we are in the same Bible study. Close parentheses but has treated me poorly for years, I believe their actions would categorize them as a narcissist. They're always bringing up their own life problems as if they trump anyone else's, never asking how others are. They talk about all the opportunities they deserve above other people and how hard they work, not considering the work others have put in the same for the same opportunities. I thought we were friends for a time, but I've had... I've seen numerous attempts that they have made to make sure I was the underdog and they always succeeded over me in life events. 
only asking about my life uh, if it would benefit them by knowing it. My question is this. If I have this person in my life and cannot separate myself from their presence, how do I feel, how do I deal, excuse me, with a narcissistic behavior and should I say something to them, especially as they claim to be Christian? I also ask this as I bet I will encounter more people like this in the future. I would truly value your cab in the truck honest answer. Mm. Anonymous. Anonymous. Okay. Um, well, the question changes my answer because uh, it was leading somewhere, but then they said, okay. I cannot remove myself from their presence. Okay. So my question to Anonymous would be like, well, why not? But let's just say for some reason their kids go to school together. They're going to see them all the time. They're you know, whatever. I think that they could still like have boundaries. It sounds like there's just boundaries. I don't know if rebuke, I don't know if they're in community close mm -hmm. enough to where it's yeah. like, we need to keep each other accountable and, you know, uh, talk through, there's not that kind of relationship. It doesn't seem. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's what it sounds like. Seems yeah. more like this is Christian or not. There needs to be boundaries put in place. Um, yeah. The only thing we really have here to go by is that they're in the same Bible study. Oh, okay. Sometimes, sometimes in today's world, that doesn't even mean the same church. Sometimes that just means there's a there's a community Bible study, and I see them. That that used to always mean we're in church together, right? But that doesn't necessarily mean that. Um, so yeah, let's walk through it. And anonymous, thank you for uh, trusting Burns and I for for looking at something that's obviously. Um, it's obviously a big deal. And these things could really weigh us down because we, they just multiply in our minds by ourselves and really require some trail running sometimes. Yeah. You know, like, hey, hey, maybe we should start with that as part of this answer to Anonymous is. Um, if you were with us and we we're in the cab of the truck talking, we would say, are, what are you doing um, to escape the distractions of the world and how much time are you spending in the quote unquote wilderness where you could actually meditate on things from above. We could start with maybe that, that'd be a question. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, I do, before we do anything else, I, I also want to address um, the, the issue that when you become a Christian, that doesn't make you, all of a sudden unqualified for any kind of narcissism or hip, hypocrisy or, or sin, or it doesn't make you um, just free of all those things because we're, we're still on this earth. So sometimes I like to think about it in, in terms of when I meet a Christian and I, and I know they're a Christian for whatever reason, whatever conversation we've had, or I know that they are. And I think to myself, wow, I wonder what this person was like without Jesus, <laughs> you know, like yeah. if you're, if you're a better version of your old self now with Jesus, what, what were, were you, you like? like yeah. uh, it's, it's so, you know, in this conversation, you know, we're going to talk about having grace for the, for this person. Um, because, because, <clears throat> excuse me, in the gentle way, I would say this email sounds pretty narcissistic in mm -hmm. its own right. Mm-hmm. Um, because really this whole email is about you and what you want 
and what you're trying to get out of this person. It's ironic. They didn't um, mention, have they met, or did they mention like their approach or their response to, to this person at all? Yeah, let me scan this and let me say anonymous too that um, when I say that, this, this sounds like kind of hypocritical. You sound like a narcissist. I'm saying that in the most loving, I'm, my name is Granger and I feel you. I'm right there with you in the same boat. That's how, I'm, that's how I mean to say that. Sometimes, like Bernie says, we have to turn the mirror back towards ourselves. And when we do that, sometimes we see forgiveness. Sometimes we see grace. Sometimes we see narcissism and hypocrisy. Right. Yeah. You know, when we turn the mirror back on ourselves, um, it's very interesting what we see. And that's why it's important to do it. But let me scan for what she's been treated poorly. Let me just kind of go down the facts here. I've been treated poorly. I believe their actions would make them a narcissist. They're always talking about their life and not mine. Their life is more important. They talk about all the opportunities that they have not considering my work and my opportunities. I thought they were a friend, but, but I've tried so many times, and they, they treat me like an underdog. Um, and that's it. So that's the pattern. So um, here's the thing, Anonymous, uh, and I'll just be like super vulnerable and sure. honest right now. Like I, um, I empathize with this very deeply. So, um, and I don't know if any of the people involved in this listen to, to this podcast, but if they do, we're, you all know what Let happens. Let it all so, hang out. So, um, yeah, I know this situation very intimately. Um, I feel like I was in a group that um, there was someone similar to this in that group, and um, there was a lot of what we felt, my wife and I, um, kind of manipulation and just kind of toxic behavior. Um, and then there was one thing that happened. Um, and all of the, the narcissism and toxic behavior was really, ex- uh, I wouldn't say it was exposed because he did a really good job of making everybody else. And this person probably does this too. They make everybody else feel like, it's not them. They're, they're good. They're, they're probably very charismatic. They, people, you know, like them or drawn to them. If they're a narcissist, this is how they work. Mm. Um, and so I know this, so we're in, we're in this like committed, you know, covenant with these people of like pursuing, you know, the Bible and, um, biblical community, healthy community with them. And then there's this riff. There's this person that we felt like um, came in and changed that. Um, I don't tell you this to say, like, I know exactly what what to do um, or the fix. Um, what I can tell you is that God knows. And he may not be telling you, like, in this moment, but I can tell you kind of like now a year, two years kind of removed from that situation it's they're not completely gone it's not like we have an answer for you that's going to change everything but as we decided to fix our eyes on jesus and the things of this world become strangely dim right um all of this drama of this person and all of this narcissism all of all of this stuff 
just becomes dim in light of Jesus if our eyes are fixed on him. It's going to take some time. If you're in a Bible study, depending on how deep you are with this person, um, it will take time. There's going to be, as you set boundaries in place, which I highly recommend, um, there's going to be some uh, some wounds and some hurt and some things that surface that have to heal. Um, but sitting on this side of it, I just know, I am confident God had something planned. He wanted to take my wife and I somewhere else. And the question is, Anonymous, are you willing? What if you're not supposed to be in this Bible study anymore? What, what if he is asking you in some way to just give me control? Like surrender this relationship, this Bible study, what you think that life is going to be. Maybe he's just asking you to surrender that. What we had was awesome. I mean, it was awesome. And the relationship I had with this person was awesome. And it was broken. And it still hurts. And I still don't know if I did everything right through that whole circumstance. It's still painful to like think about and talk about. They still live like in our neighborhood. This is very real stuff. I, all that I can tell you is that if you do trust in Jesus and you look to his word and you just try each day to have that be your focus, it will take time. But he, in his faithfulness, will reveal and affirm his plan for you. And it's and it's a good plan. You just have to trust in that. I don't know if that is helpful at all, but um, I, if nothing else, like I, I do feel you. I think there was a lot through that situation. Like Granger said, I had to just look at myself and a lot. That was when you sent me uh, Tale of Three Kings. Mm-hmm. And bro, that book was amazing. I would have never read that book. I, God would have never done in my life those things in that season if that these things hadn't unfolded the way they did. So um, narcissism is real and it's not just, you know, outside the church. It can be anywhere. Um you may need to look at it for yourself. Um, you may need to set boundaries in place. Um, but yeah, I, I, there's a lot of things I could probably say and get into this, but because you've lived it so personally recently, um, maybe we should just leave it at that. Yeah. Leave the answer there. Yeah. All right. Um, next question. The subject line says chapter eight, Hey, Granger, my name is Heather. I'm 28 years old and a mother of two boys, five and two. I just saw you in Marion, Illinois, and your show moved me. It's been four and a half years since I attempted to end my life. I've been, I am glad that I failed at doing so. I am too. Since then, I've been dealing with the visions of everything that happened that day. Some months are easier, but others, it feels like I'm reliving that moment. I've tried counseling, meditation, medication, and nothing has seemed to work. I'm currently working on getting my family and and I more involved in church since I was never involved in that way as a kid, plus watching Arise with Amber every week to learn more about God, lowercase g. Um, thinking that if I put some more positives into into my life, then the negatives will finally disappear. If you have any advice on making past trauma thoughts go away, let me know. I just finished reading your book, and it was emotional but also inspiring. 
There's a light at the end of the tunnel of PTSD. Yee yee forever, Heather. Yeah, so your turn. You just lived this, you know, <laughs> very intimately recently. So yeah. I think you probably have uh, a better response than I would have. Did you see me start smiling? Yeah. Towards the end? Yeah. Yeah. I'm smiling, Heather, because I have everything for you. But what's so crazy? This is crazy. And I, I never... I never intended for like a river to be like the silver bullet that kills the werewolf. Um, And I knew that going in, even though I tried as hard as I could intellectually to make that book, the silver bullet. But I realized that only God opens eyes. Only God removes the scales. And sometimes we don't have ears to hear or eyes to see. And so Heather, I, I fully believe fully believe that at the, at the time that you wrote this email and the time that you read Like a River, you haven't had eyes to see. But, but what you missed in the book was the answer to your question. And that is your answer on how do I make the past trauma thoughts go away? How do I um, relieve myself in the moment with counseling and medication? Um, how do I put more positives into my life than negatives, and maybe that'll make them go away. Um, How do I deal with these visions? All all of your questions, you have a lot of questions in here. And the answer is like this. We were all born sinners. It is not talked about much today, but that doesn't change the fact that it is still true since the beginning of time to now, since the beginning of humanity, we, we are born sinners. And we have rebelled against our creator, a a God that made us and gave us worth through his identity, not ours, that gave us hope and a life and a plan and peace, a God that, that prepared that, we have rebelled against it. And because of that, the only thing we deserve from that is banishment from the kingdom. That's the only thing we deserve in, in response to, being, to rebelling against a perfectly good God. And so we're doomed. And that's not the end of the story because of one thing. Because God, knowing that we're doomed, entered humanity in the flesh himself to redeem it for himself. So that's the incarnation of Jesus. 2,000 years ago, God enters humanity to redeem it back to himself, to, to reconcile sinners which is all of us, to himself. And he does that because God is just and we deserve punishment. Because of that, he cannot just let us go. He can't just say, well, you failed, but that's okay. I'm going to just bring you into my kingdom. So because he's just and because of all of his attributes are perfect and undefiled, he enters humanity to redeem it for himself, to take on that punishment, that wrath, that payment, that debt that we owed, that we could not do, he enters humanity and takes it on himself through his death on a cross. He was then resurrected three days later and said that anyone who believes in me, who comes after me, who has faith in me, will be forgiven. Of what? Of sin. What does that mean? That means that when you try counseling and medication and you have trauma in the past and you have guilt and you have 
um, things that have happened and visions and failure and shame and uncleanliness and every other adjective that is a, a product of sin, when you have all that, he wipes it clean. He, he completely takes it away and says, I got gotcha. you. And so then God looks upon you and sees perfection because he's looking at his son, not you. And you're, you're hidden. You're hidden in the veil, the perfect perfection of Christ. That's the gospel. Now, there is transforming value to that, to what I just said, that story I just said, which I had in the book. But there's, there is something that happens to remove the scales I talked about at the beginning, to open the eyes, to open the ears. There's something in those words, in that message. And even Paul says in Romans, the gospel is the power of God for salvation. There's something in knowing that, that knowing you're a sinner, turning away, repenting from your sin and turning to God and believing in the finished work that he has done on the cross. Not for everybody, because not everyone will believe that. If it was for everybody, then there would not be a hell and there would not be a punishment for the rebels. But it's for the people that turn to him and believe in faith. It's funny because the other day I was on a, on a show and the guy says, God is a God of love, unconditional love for all people. No, that is dangerous to say that. Mm -hmm. It's extremely dangerous to say God is an unconditional lover of all people. He's not unconditionally loving of all people. His love involves one major condition that you trust in his son. You could say John 3.16 this way, God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that whoever believed in him would not perish. But he did not love the world enough for you to reject him. Mm. That is a major condition. But once you're, once you are in that condition, once you are in faith, once you do believe, then you'll never, ever be let out of his hands. He will always be faithful to you in that aspect. All of that, what I just said, fixes your entire email. It fixes all of it. And, and I could say that because that's what the Bible says, and I could also say because I've lived it, and Bernie has lived it, and I've been released of shame and guilt. And doesn't mean I don't sin. In fact, I do, but I hate it that I do. Mm -hmm. And I want to fix it. And I want to get back, not because I'm earning something with God or trying to earn my way back into being a good person, but because what he has done and redeemed me, and saved me from, I don't want to live that way anymore. So it's, a, it's an overflow of gratitude that I, now I want to kill my sin. And this could be you, Heather, and I pray that it is. And that that, that gospel, I, I told you, faith comes from hearing, that from hearing it, you now, something changes in you. And you stop trusting in yourself. You stop thinking that you could add more positives into your life, like some mystical way that just uh, overturns the negatives. And they'll finally disappear because they won't. Mm -hmm. Did I miss anything? No, man, that was really good. Um, I think Parker said something. You could probably speak specifically of what he said. Um, a a few times ago when he was on it was about like what are we what are we looking at and what are we listening to mm. um so good so so for this person heather is her name yeah um yeah i mean if you don't feel that um movement of the spirit and that and that your heart genuinely loves god and 
everything that Granger just said, I would one ask yourself, what am I, where am I spending my time? Like, what am I watching? What am I listening to? What am I putting in? Um, and then the second question is, if you're still wrestling with these, this level of, of questions, then it probably needs to be spending time in his word and begging. We're talking about an eternal destiny. We're talking about your, your life and salvation and your, your joy now in this life and the life to come. Begging, God, please open my eyes. Remove the scales. God, please, if you don't, be honest where you are. God, please remove. Let me see. Give me eyes to see. I would yeah. be doing that every single day. And I promise you, if if you're in his word and that that is something that's stirring in you, that that word is just drawing you in day by day, then he's doing something. And just keep keep at it. Just keep showing up. Heather, I'd say this too. Email Take and read podcast, take and read podcast at gmail.com and ask Chad uh, where's a good church in your area. He'll be able to help you with that. Podcast is brought to you all by Better Help. If you need somebody to talk to, like a therapist, and you've been wondering how to go about even finding one, and you've heard me talk about how therapy helped Amber and I, and you say, I, well, I don't even know where to start. Where, where do I find a therapist like this? Well, there's never been a better time to find one in 2023, no matter where you live, because of better help. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give better help a try. It's entirely online, which is awesome, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and then switch therapist anytime at no additional charge. Get a break from your thoughts with better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash Granger today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Granger. A few weeks ago, we released the Yee Yee Apparel Fall Launch, and that stuff is awesome. We have it up right now at yeeyee.com. It's some of the best stuff that we have, we have put out so far with all of our apparel at Yee Yee. We love it, and I'm very, very excited about it, and I hope you get to check it out. And hopefully we have some of your sizes left. And then also, if you have a copy of Like a River and you've bought it on Amazon or, or another website like barnesandnoble.com or walmart.com, you know what really helps me? I know a lot of y'all have read the book that have listened to this podcast. It really helps me if you review it. If you give me five stars and review it, it actually helps kick up that algorithm and helps it get in front of other people that might not normally have seen Like a River. So do that for me. It costs nothing to you, and it actually really, really helps me. Finally, if you want to get a hold of me, if you want me to send you a message, I say this a lot, cameo.com slash Smith. It's a really good way to do it. Or you can download the Cameo app and search for me, Granger Smith. You ask for whatever you want me to record, and I pull out my phone and do a video message specifically to you or to your son or your boyfriend or girlfriend or daughter or whatever it might be, a word of encouragement, happy birthday, happy anniversary, Merry Christmas. I could do it all, and I have done it all, and it's it's really easy. It's a great last-minute gift and something for someone that has everything. So cameo.com slash Smith. Back to the podcast. All right, back to the podcast, back to the next, uh, the next email here. You ready to rock? Let's do it. Okay, the subject line of this one says, Called to Ministry. 
Hey, Granger, I've been a fan of your music for over 10 years and enjoy the podcast. Throughout the last few years, I've had God call me to ministry as well. I recently finished seminary, and I'm getting prepared to marry my girlfriend, where we intend to bring the message of Jesus to those who haven't heard in unreached places. I saw that you recently went to Southeast Asia, and uh, what were your thoughts on the unreached people there coming from someone who is from the Bible Belt? I know it recently opened my eyes to the importance of the Great Commission, especially to those who have never heard. I can't wait to see how the Lord uses you. Tyler from Mississippi. Yeah, um, I I would have the answer that you would think I would have. It was uh, it was very it was very eye opening. I think um, I think travel is important for all of us to get out of a bubble. Um, I think seeing seeing the a third world country, any third world country, um, is a great example of just showing us just how well we have it here Mm -hmm. and that that is not our own doing. And then what a blessing it is to live in a first world country, something that none of us had a choice in. Mm -hmm. Um, There are, of course, there are probably exceptions of people that made it, you know, across a border and made it here, whatever. Not most of us. Most of us were just born here. And that was not an, our own doing. And so um, that's eye-opening in itself. I know you've traveled. You've seen third oh, world stuff. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's important to see it. And um, it, it put... Yeah, it'll change you more than you think you're going to change the people there. Boom. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Sometimes I get ones and I think, this is this too long? Have you been getting a lot about your book? Um, Which um, New York bestseller? Is that right? Well, yeah. yeah. I'm sitting in a room with like a (laughs) author, a New York bestseller list author. Congrats, dude. It's awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah, praise God. that. You know, it takes a long time for me to get news like that. (laughs) It just kind of trickles trickles down. That just happened. Eventually, Leslie tells me like, oh, hey. No, that just happened. Okay. recently okay within days oh nice yeah okay. maybe maybe a week um less than a week yeah oh, oh i heard it on the podcast last week from amber right there you go there you go yeah um so to answer your question this, these are random and like right now i'm looking at a couple from june oh okay you know so the book, book even out. Went out, yeah. um but this is interesting. I don't know what this is about to say, but we're about to get we're about to get into it. it. Says, "What is true? All caps. What is true worship, and what should we avoid when worshiping God?" Hey, Granger, I'd like to remain anonymous. I'll try to keep this as short as I can. I'm 15 years old. I love that. man. I'll just stop right there. What, what did he say? I'm 15 years old. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm a male living in Houston, Texas. East and town. For a while, I've had a strong, strong desire to play an instrument and possibly be part of a worship team at my church since I love singing and just praising God. I feel like being in a, on a worship team is something that I'd love to be a part of and I would greatly enjoy. I want to play an electric guitar possibly, but one thing that comes to my mind is, how can I have the right motives? Also, how can I start, uh, how can I be part of a worship team but not steal his quote, show, but instead just use what I am to praise God. 
So I guess what I'm trying to say is how should I go about this in the right way and not make it about me? How do you know that this is something that I should actually get into? And what are some things that we need to avoid when worshiping in general? Any advice for getting into musical instruments? Love you, brother, and thank you for what you do. God bless. Man, that's cool. That's a cool email. You leave his name? Uh, it's anonymous. Anonymous? Yeah. Yeah, the fact that he's asking those kind of questions at 15. Yeah, that's uh, step pretty one. Cool. Step one, bro. Um, your, your heart's in the right place. And I know you're not going to have a problem with this because you're asking the right questions. It's the people that don't even think about a question like that that could possibly get into trouble. And so what Bernie and I would encourage you to do is don't drift from this. Um, this, is a, this is a great place. And, and some, sometimes, l- let me give you a warning, actually. This, let me give you a really strong warning. I was once 15 and really into this kind of stuff, really into God, doing, doing a lot of like church camps type stuff, and I drifted. So it's definitely possible right now, I'm assuming you're living at home and you, you know, your life is pretty focused. And as that, as the distractions come and life expands and your world gets bigger and bigger and bigger and your responsibilities get greater, we have a tendency to drift away from that. So remember this and remember these questions that you're asking at 15 and just how special it is. Um, but mm-hmm. Were you like that? Did you drift? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty common that you would. Yeah, maybe you can speak a little bit too, um, because obviously you you have a platform that uh, a lot of people kind of look to you, your musical talent. I mean, you've done everything, right? Writer, mm-hmm. actor, singer, songwriter. If you, moving forward, are trying to, and, th- and this guy's doing the same thing, man, I just want to... I want to glorify God with the gifts he's given and him, his name be praised, not mine. Mm-hmm. How would you like give this guy advice on, cause those things are going to come. Like the enemy is going to try to like say, Hey, you know, like you could, you could use this talent this way and you'd make mm-hmm. more money and you, people would like you and you could, how would you, you know, kind of help him kind of stay true to what he feels like this is what I want to do. Yeah, there's a there this is all going to end up in the same place, but there's a lot of ways to approach it. And one thing I'm seeing here is he says for a while I've had a strong desire to play an instrument and possibly be part of a worship team. That means he doesn't play anything right now. Yeah, yeah. So the so um the answer <clears throat> my answer is going to be a little bit different than if you were like, "Man, I'm I'm a phenomenal guitar player. <laughs> I've been playing for 7 years and I've I'm, everyone thinks I'm the best." guitar player in the school what how do i use this to glorify god that's a different question than hey but i just have a desire to just help out with worship mm-hmm. that's kind of what you're saying so yeah sure learn guitar um learn piano 2023 is a fantastic time to learn an instrument because of so many resources on youtube but but where you want to go is where you want to end up is what is what is true worship that's what you're asking and and to participate in that from the instrument side of things, what you want to do, the goal is that you want everyone to worship together. It's a participation with the assembly, with the gathering. So you want to help as much as you can to facilitate the participation of the gathering. 
That's the goal. Anything beyond that is becoming a performance. And anything that's, that's hindering anyone from participating themselves is that's when it's becoming idolatry for the instrument or the music or the band or the worship team themselves. That's really easy to do, and it happens all the time. So you have to kind of recenter yourself, but just keep remembering the goal. My goal, if if you even play guitar, but let's take the instrument out. If you're just going to be on a worship team, your goal in a worship team should be to help make the assembly praise God, sing and worship their creator through singing, through music, right? And so you want to look at the room and you want this guy over here in the wheelchair and this this elderly woman and these teenagers in the back and this young couple with a baby. You want everyone to be able to equally participate and sing, giving thanks to their God. And what, a, what an incredible uh, opportunity that is for a worship team. And I, I wish they all looked at it that way. Like, man, what a... What an incredible opportunity that I get to stir up these people so that we can all together sing and, and praise God. It is not, a, a worship is, you're the one performing to God. You're not absorbing it from the stage. So worship should never be, I'm sitting in a chair, my arms are crossed, and I'm taking in the band and hearing what they have to say about our God. Instead, you are performing to God your thanks. So re remember, that, that's a complicated way to say it, but remember, that's the end goal. However you get to that end goal, there's a million ways. Guitar. Um, you're, you're the guy that puts the batteries in the microphones. There's a lot of ways to do it, but just re don't forget the end goal. Yeah. If you, if you go this path <clears throat> and you step on a stage... Um, you, you do need to do that cautiously. I, I think that people will have a gift of singing or playing, and they really think that um, Sunday mornings is like Christian karaoke. Like, totally. well, this is my chance to just sing and, and use my gifts, but really what you're, what you're doing is you're pastoring people. And what Granger just said, um, when you've been in a service where – where there is a worship pastor, you feel that is what they're doing. They're explicit. The language that they use is very much, hey, it is not here. It's not me. We are mm. here to glorify God together. Um, they are leading uh, you in that, and they want you to follow in that. But um, you, you'll just, as you grow up, you know, you'll probably sit in a lot of different worship services, and I think that you'll kind of like, sense, um, man, this worship pastor really is drawing me in to want to praise Jesus. Um, this one, he's really just, you know, kind of singing all these crazy runs and the, in the vocal and looking at the lights and it just, you don't really, you feel more drawn to just watch than participate. So true. So I'm looking at some notes that I have about, about this very question. And I know we always say this podcast, we don't even have notes. But here's actually some notes because I, I have a lot of stuff that I've just, I have stored up on my phone about worship itself. But um, I, have, I have a question here. It says, what is worship? Worship is truth-based, spiritual, focused, focused on God's greatness. And I have um, 
have some scripture here to back it up. And this include this includes active reverence and words of reverence. And it, it's a posture that you have, which is so many times that it's a posture of submission um, or a posture of raised hands. There's, there's different postures that go along with this. Um, uh, why does one, God want us to sing? There's a lot of biblical references to that. In fact, God himself sings. There's references to that. Um, the, having words of, of scriptural truth, um, that's a big deal. Um, why is it important to have congregational singing? Well, Jesus sang in groups, and there's, there's lots of uh, biblical references to this. I'm like working fast through all these notes, but um, generally, here, here's good. This is good for you. Generally, there were groups of skilled singers and musicians leading others and singing about God's greatness. Second Chronicles 29, 27 through 28 says, When the burnt offering began, the song of the Lord also began with the trumpets and the instruments of David, king of Israel. So all the assembly worshipped. The singers sang and the trumpets sounded. All this continued until the burnt offering was finished. So, so we have the instruments and the people and the singers then stirring up all the assembly to worship. So Second Chronicles 34, 12 says, All of whom were skillful with instruments of music. So... Everything you're saying is, is right and biblical. You just got to remember what the goal is. And we are servants. We're, we're, we're worshiping God. Um, and the focus is reverence. And it's, it's about God's greatness. Um, and it's, not, it's, it's avoiding drawing attention to yourself. So everything that you're saying is right. Don't drift from that. Remember the, the end goal and uh, worship away. <laughs> next slide. <laughs> Sorry. I just flipped I flipped the email and the next one up says God and Death Metal. That's the subtle. <laughs> hey Granger, I've been listening to your podcast about two months now and your words have been really eye-opening. Um, though I actually found out about you through Kentucky Ballistics. Some background here. Um, my name's Liam. I'm 26. I live in Utah. I was raised in a very Christian household, uh, going to church since the age of two. Um, and have found a great church since moving here. My taste in music has gotten heavier and heavier to the point where I'm listening to mostly death metal, and I'm thinking about becoming a vocalist for a death metal band. So my question is this, is it possible to enjoy and create something as harsh as death metal while still serving God? And if not, do you have any advice? Thanks, Liam. What a crazy email to come randomly right after that. Uh, what do you think, Burns? What do you got? Liam, I think that, uh, hey, redeem it, man. Hmm. I don't want to be as close-minded to say that, you know, God only wants this form and this worship to look like this. What I was going to tell the last dude that's 15, piggybacking on the email before that, was travel around the world if you possibly can and see how other cultures worship God, that's cool. what their worship service is like, because... It, do, it, it it changes, you know, That's cool. somewhat dramatically and depending on where you go. But um, I don't know. I don't want to say that um, death metal can't be redeemed or I don't need, maybe there's people out there that are just, I mean, it's not really my cup of tea, but. Let's start with changing the name. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, uh, there's a lot of, look at it this way. There, there's a lot of fans of death metal music 
that are not going to respond very well yep. to um, 1990s uh, worship music, you know, like the pop 1990s pop worship music. So if if you're if you want to spread the gospel, then and, and you have a, a feeling, a calling. We could use it a calling. We we have you have an aspiration to get into death metal music, and you could you want to even you want to change the name of that, and then I I think you could reach a lot of people that are in that community. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a dark place if you listen to it. Just the chord structures, the the tones that they use in that style of music are very dark and heavy. Um, but Liam, if you're feeling drawn to that place, maybe it's for a reason, and um, just take Jesus with you because it's it's probably going to be a, a dark place. And I don't I don't see any reason why God couldn't redeem. Maybe, like I said, maybe there is some death metal artists that um, are using that particular style to worship him, and we don't even know about it because we're not into it. True. That's right. It could, Liam, it could already be happening. Find those people, connect with them, and y'all do your thing, man. Next question, subject line says, marriage. Hey, Granger, my name is Matt. I'm 20 years old from Iowa, and my girlfriend and I have been dating four and a half years. I want to ask her to marry me, but I don't know if now is the best time. I own my house, and she wants to move in with me when she's done with college, but I want to do the right thing in the eyes of the Lord and get married first. For most of our relationship, we had a normal teenage relationship, doing what teens shouldn't do. We've both been uh, recently starting to get in-depth with studying the Bible both together and, and separate within the last year. Both together. Oh, okay. And separate. <laughs> together and separate within the last year. I love her dearly, and I want to spend the rest of my life with her. And I have a mar- and also have a marriage that honors God. I just don't know what to do. I want to ask her, but I don't know if we're both spiritually ready. I've been praying about it, and I just want to get your two cents on it. Thank you. Yeah, um, we can knock this out in a few minutes. Yeah, what was his name? Um, Matt, twenty Matt. years old from Iowa, and been dating this girl four and a half years. And regardless of the past, uh, Matt, I think it's awesome where you are right now. And that, yeah, that can definitely be something that you focus on. Like, hey, this maybe we've you know dated too long, or we did this stuff in our dating, or whatever. But if this is where you are now, that you're wanting to study the Bible, you're wanting to glorify God with your marriage, that's an awesome place to be. Great, you know, questions to be asking. And uh, and you're about to say, just ask her. Yeah, yeah, bro. For sure. There, there's no, there is no reason. There's absolutely no reason why you should drag this out. Why she's gonna move in with you? Why y'all gonna find it the right venue and the right dress? And the, uh, you could do that, all that by asking her right now. Yeah, just ask her right now. Whenever you said, I just don't know if I should ask her, and then you went into, I own my house. I have the. It, it's almost like you were you're thinking those were the prerequisites in order for me to get married, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. It's not. The prerequisite for you to ask her to marry you is being still and asking God, hey, is is this the woman? And then walking in that relationship, in that relationship, and you see healthy signs, and then you just you just know. She loved the it. Lord. Do you love the Lord? Does she love the Lord? That's it. That's two questions. She loved the Lord. Do you love the Lord? Um, 
Are you spiritually ready? What does that even mean? I, am I spiritually ready to be married? Probably not. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I, I, like, yeah, I, I don't think you'll, you'll never be spiritually ready. You'll never be financially ready. And these same questions are going to come back up when you're looking to have a baby. Yeah. You're going to you're going to come back to this podcast and you go, Hey, we've been married three years. We don't know if we're ready to have a baby. How do we know we're ready to have a baby? So then you're going to keep asking those same kind of questions. And so, um, don't over spiritualize it. Does she love the Lord? You love the Lord. Um, you got a house paid for bro, do it. The the thing to not do is either do it or break up with it. Really? Those are are your two options because the thing to not do is drag it out. She moves in, you know, just get comfortable, get, you know, you start getting comfortable in life, um, without that marriage, then what's it's the, it values the marriage less and less. And so either do it or you don't, but those are your only two options. And your time frame is now. Do it now. Yeah. That's it. That's the end of the podcast. <laughs> we made it. It's funny. I actually thought the podcast was over before uh, this last break, but then we were very excited to have one more break. Now so, it's the real yeah. deal, though. Yeah. Hey, man, uh, this is a treat for me to sit and talk with you and hear all y'all's questions out there so thanks for having me back again appreciate you bro love all y'all see you next monday thanks for joining me on the granger smith podcast i appreciate all of you guys you could help me out by rating this podcast on itunes if you're on youtube subscribe to this channel hit that little like button and notifications bell so that you never miss any time i upload a video if you have a question for me that you would like me to answer email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.